Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Check out the new Like a Dog shirt sticker pack right now. Three stickers, a shirt, and a postcard on sale now at friendomarket.com. Hey, Brando, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw Mad Chat, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And it's the very special edition of Going In Raw. It's the Mad Chat edition where we uh, solicit video questions. Uh, and do we have text questions today? None. All videos. All video questions today at the $20 uh, a month mark on Patreon, the reward tier, $20. Uh, you too can participate in Mad Chat. Get your video question or text question if you don't feel like being on videos uh, right here on the show. We will answer your question each and every week. It's a lot of fun. I love it. We get to see uh, the wide variety of friendos we have out there, all with their great, interesting, uh, and uh, 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 debatable questions. Yes. Uh, fodder for debate. Yes. That's what it is. Thought-provoking. Thought-provoking. Thank you very much. Uh, we're also available uh, in the audio realm. Uh, wherever fine audio podcasts can be found. Uh, if you want to help support Going In Raw, a great way to do that is by subscribing to Going In Raw using whatever podcast app you have, uh, leaving us a rating, a comment, or a review. Uh, like I said, we're also on the Patreon, but we don't just have the $20 tier. We have a wide variety of tiers, starting from $1, where you can get this show ad-free. We have five tiers. So I've seen a, seen a hair. Um, five tiers. tiers. Five tiers. Is that including the ridiculous tier that doesn't Six even tiers. exist? Six tiers. Well, okay. it does exist. Uh, and it's the $200,000 tier. I don't think that's even possible. And uh, we're also at uh, friendomarket.com. We've got a bunch of shirts there, uh, shirts and sticker packs. Uh, more to come. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, uh, let's get to it, Steve. we got a lot of great questions today. We have a lot today. of great questions today. Let's get right to it first from Christian. Christian. Oh, he's, he's at work. He's at work. Shh. Christian. Let's see what Christian has to say. Hey, friendos. It's the Hall of Famer Christian here with the Matt Chat question at my job. I'm rushing because it is literally 159 Pacific. Uh, my question to you guys is, what is the money match? Charlotte Ronda or Becky Ronda? Two sweethearty handshake. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Christian. All right. Uh, who goes first? You can go first. All it's right. customary that you go first for the first question. So... Right now, at this point, there, I, I, I believe that 
whether or not they uh, Becky uh, going heel, whether or not that would have turned the crowd against her or not, I think they still would have run with her as champion regardless. I'm not sure it was ever in the plans for Charlotte to get that title back anytime soon. However, if Ronda versus Charlotte was the money matchup before now, um, and I think it was, at the very least, they need to be rethinking this because I have a feeling Becky is going to be so hot. She is just getting started with this um, new sort of turn in her character. The fans are so hardcore behind her. This is going to be the kind of situation where uh, the fans are going to boo anything that even comes close to taking Becky Lynch out of the spotlight. They're going to boo Ronda at Survivor Series. That's a guarantee. Um, If they move Charlotte over to Raw and have her face Ronda Rousey, whatever, Becky Lynch will probably take on Charlotte and the crowd will be behind that. WWE will probably try to build in terms of like, you know, the, the, what they view as their women's main event as Ronda Charlotte, because that's maybe where they, they just, they just do things they want to do crowd be damned, but people are going to gravitate more towards whatever Becky Lynch is doing. So, I mean, WWE might think the money's in Ronda Charlotte, but it's with Becky Lynch. Everybody, there's, there's, it doesn't matter what we think, Steve. It doesn't matter what we think. WWE tells us what to think. They say Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey is the money match. Therefore, we have to think it's the money match. That's apparently WWE logic given what's happened over the last few weeks. That if they say this is fine, then oh, we're supposed to be cool with it. Yeah. Um, Boy, you grew that beard back quick. Yeah. That, that came in thick. Yeah, it really did, didn't Very it? Very fast. Yeah. Because he just trimmed it two days ago. It's all beard relaxing. <laughs> um, here's the thing that... I won't say as a guarantee Charlotte's going to win this uh, this Women's Rumble this year and face Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, potentially in the main event. But if I were a betting man, yeah, which bet, at times yeah, I am, yeah. I would bet not a large sum of money, but a decent sum of money, somewhere between 10 and $55, that it would be on the card. And I would bet more towards 10 to 20 that it would be in the main event. That is an oddly specific number. Well, like I said, I'm not a betting man. Yeah. I have my limits. Yeah. Um, 55 is exactly your limit. That's the most I'll bet on anything. Oh, interesting. $55. I never knew that about you. I've known $55. you for a very long time. That's the most I'll bet on anything. Um, you, know, you know what I love right now? You smell like coffee, and coffee combined with the, the beard, it's making you just extra right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oops. I don't know extra what, just extra. Oops. The whole presentation. I know. I it's got, great. I love it, I'm man. I'm just like sipping on coffee because I didn't sleep much last night. I love it. You look like a million bucks. I don't feel like a million bucks. Anyway, so... They got this thing going with Charlotte now where she's lost to Becky several times in a row. Uh, Paige said to her, hey, do you want to be captain of Survivor Series Team SmackDown? She says, no, I'm not the woman for the role. Charlotte's got a storyline brewing here, potentially a crisis confidence type thing. Mm-hmm. How do you get that confidence back? Start putting some wins together, build some momentum, win the Rumble, go on to main event WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey. There's a story there where on a separate brand away from Becky Lynch on SmackDown, they could rebuild Charlotte um, either as a heel or a face. Hell, just turn her heel now because they're not going to turn Ronda Rousey heel. Turn Charlotte heel or a tweener or something. Um, There's money to be made from Ronda versus Charlotte. Charlotte, as Becky Lynch said, she is the most decorated woman currently in WWE. 
you know, if you're just counting WWE titles. Um, Does it matter that Charlotte would lose to Ronda? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. You can do a crisis of confidence and still lose in the end and be yeah, okay. Yeah, if you put forth a, a good fight. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, 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 it's the process. It's the process of putting some wins together. It's the thought, process of winning you, the Rumbles. Yeah. You're, you're right. I think you're right. Um, it's funny, though, because they Charlotte's beyond a coronation moment at this point. She's so well established. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, though, because, like, if her crisis of confidence started with a really, really, really strong loss against Becky Lynch. Yeah. And it's going to end her finding herself with a really, really, really strong loss. I mean, narratively, that's WWE logic. Narratively, it's not the most moving of storylines. I agree, but that's WWE logic. Again, they say this is a money match, so I guess it's a money match. I don't know. So I understand that the other two horsewomen that just got started, um, Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir, aren't close to being ready. But I mean, Shane is there. You could do something screwy either at Survivor Series or at Mania. Um, to sort of, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of moving pieces, and, and Shayna's kind of integral to a lot of it. Yeah. And how they proceed going forward. I would suspect at this point, since Marina and Jessamine don't seem quite ready for prime time yet, any sort of four horsemen versus four horsewomen thing they're going to do is going to be postponed till next year at some point. Probably could, next Survivor take, Series. They could take some more. They've already taken baby steps. Take plenty of time. Yeah. Let all of these stories going on between all the... NXT WB Four Horsemen play themselves out. Same with MMA Four Four Horsemen. They got plenty of time for them to collide. Devin the Dude's up next. Uh, he's got another question about Ronda Rousey this time. Hey, friendos, it's Devin the Dude here, back with new accessories now from uh, from WWE Evolution. Great show, amazing. All the fans, if you ever get a chance, check the live feed. Um, if you go to YouTube, look up the live entrances. And when I tell you, it was. The roof was blown off when Becky won and everything like that. It was amazing. Uh, that brings me to my question. Uh, is this the most important three weeks of Ronda Rousey's young career? Because Monday is going to be the most telling of all. If the crowd boos Ronda to a heavy degree like they do Charlotte, will she get rattled? This could be interesting. And how will the people in the back react to this if this continues? And the last question I guess I would have is, could all this momentum for Becky with the fans and everything like that, could this continue and literally push her to the main event of WrestleMania if this gets even bigger because it looks like it's getting worse. So, or great for Becky, that is. She is the man. All right. Thank you, friendos, and stay strong, brothers. Thank you, Devin the Dude. Thank you, Devin the Dude. Oh, I got to go first. No. Uh, I feel like the most important three weeks of Ronda's career was mania in the three weeks that preceded it. Um, there was a lot of buzz around here coming to WWE. Um, she was an untested, unknown uh, uh, competitor. Um, and if her match at WrestleMania had gone south, uh, it could have torpedoed whatever plans they had for her real quick because the crowd may not have been behind her. However, she delivered uh, incredibly well at WrestleMania um, putting the rest pretty much any doubts whether she could hang in the WWE as a professional wrestler. And I, you know, I think since then, um, anybody that had any lingering doubts have been more or less been squashed. She's comported herself really well in the WWE ring. She's put on relatively entertaining matches, some pretty darn entertaining ones. Um, and I know that she will face an uphill battle against Becky at Survivor Series. However, if, if we've seen WWE do anything, 
is just to push on through. Um, it'll be a minor blip in uh, Ronda's push as top face on Raw. They'll just have the match happen. She'll get booed. Becky will get cheered. Next night on Raw, it won't be mentioned. They'll probably dub over cheers. And, uh, yeah. And, and yeah. they'll retcon the entire thing. Yeah. Revisionist history. It won't matter. They'll just push on through. They're very shameless about But once that. she's proved herself uh, that she can hang in the ring, then I think that's the, the that was the largest hurdle she had to face, and I think she handled that fine. This is absolutely the most important three weeks of Ronda's career. Absolutely. I'll tell you why WrestleMania wasn't. It was because, number one, a couple of reasons. Number one, expectations were so low that just to go in there and do a serviceable job, which she did more than, just to do a serviceable job would have been met with accolades. Number two, she had so much around her, given it time to prepare, given it practicing that match over and over again. You're in there with Triple H, maybe the the guy, if you're ever to be in a match, you don't know what you're doing. Triple H would be the guy who you'd want in that ring with you. You got Triple H. You got Stephanie in there with you. And you got Kurt Angle in there with you. So that is just like we used to talk about Braun's power slam with uh, Kurt Angle, I think it was. How it was like big giant pillows around a man. Um, that was the perfect scenario to ensure guaranteed success. All she had to do was meet expectations. I think she beat those expectations uh, uh, fairly easily. I think that in the subsequent months, uh, she's done a fantastic job of continuing to beat those expectations. We've seen her on the mic for extended, protracted periods of time. She's getting her timing down. It's, it's absolutely great these days. And so right now, yes, this is it, man, because up until now, the WWE Universe has been on her side completely. The WWE can do what they want, but in terms of for Ronda, having that crowd, and I know she's been in the UFC, so she's used to people, um, she's used to large crowds uh, behaving as they will, being on her side or not being on her side. Although if I remember correctly in the, during the UFC, well, I used to watch all of her matches and I seem to remember the crowd kind of just being on board the Ronda train at the time. Um, so that crowd, especially the momentum that Becky Lynch has right now, that could potentially be the one thing to rattle her um, into forgetting lines, into forgetting spots. There's any number of things. And granted, Becky's the one in the women's division, the one person you want to be in there uh, facing off. If it was Charlotte, that's a completely different story because nobody, even if... She, Charlotte as a heel didn't get the same kind of love that Becky got as a heel. And so I don't get Becky could be there in there with Becky could be in the ring with the undisputed era and they would get booed against Becky. Becky is the most loved thing in, in, in sports entertainment right now, bar none, bar none. And that could rattle a person um, who is now kind of out there, left to their own devices, um, out there on their own. So, yeah, I, I absolutely think it's the most important three weeks of Ronda's career. She has never faced the potential uh, backlash that she might get at this point. Next up, we've got the Freak Legion. I'm delete. sorry. And Delete. Freak of Destruction. Delete. That's right. Let's see what he, Delete has to say. What's up, Stephen Larson? It's your boy, Delete, the Freak of Destruction, here with the Freak Legion, Loki Richards, Buddy Love there. 
Our Matt Chat question. Or our. My Matt Chat question this week is, out of all time wrestling in WWE, what is the greatest women's match ever? Is it Mickie James versus Trish Stratus at WrestleMania? Is it uh, Sasha Banks versus Bayley? Is it Sasha Banks versus uh, Charlotte? A lot to choose from. Should be a good debate. Too sweet? Hearty handshake. Thank you, Delete. Thank you, Delete. I, there is no, there is zero debate here to be had. It is Sasha versus Bailey at Takeover Brooklyn one. We should have we should one caveat. Uh, we're not well versed, and we need to become versed in the work of like uh, Minami Toyota. Well, he he said specifically WWE. Oh, the WWE. Okay, mm-hmm. then yeah, yeah, there's no argument. It's, it's Sasha versus <laughs> Bailey right, NXT yeah. Takeover Brooklyn one. Yeah, um, the level of storytelling, performance, emotion, psychology in that match is incredible off the charts Mm -hmm. um it still might be my favorite nxt match ever it's exceptional um i'll have to give it some more time you know the one the one match that i never did i still haven't seen that i need to see oscar and nikki cross yeah it's good um how does that measure how did that match measure because that was also a last man standing i think wasn't it yeah it was was last 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 woman standing yeah that was last woman standing how did that measure up against becky charlotte oh becky charlotte was they gave that more time I thought Becky and Charlotte was better. It was a really Oscar Nikki Cross, the last woman standing match. It was a really really good NXT TV match, mm-hmm. and it would have been a pretty good takeover mm-hmm. match. Yeah, because I'd put I mean I'd put Becky Charlotte in the top five mm-hmm. uh, of 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 WWE women's matches mm-hmm. probably of all time. Because holy crap, that was a fantastic. It was match. great. The lengths they went to was absolutely fantastic. Heck yes. But no, nothing for me will beat Sasha versus Bayley. I think yeah, it's phenomenal. The, the, you had a combination of their their characters' roles in NXT lore, um, their relationship with each other. Um, yeah, it was just ab- absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was fantastic. Uh, also from uh, the Freak Legion, Loki, uh, he's got a question uh, uh, about Charlotte. Hello, Stephen Larson. Loki Richie here, the Freak of Flight, with my fellow freaks, the Freak of Love, and the Freak of Destruction. We have a match cap question for you today, and that is, we had a friend once tell us that Charlotte Flair is the female Roman Reigns. She's only there because of her dad, and she doesn't deserve the spot that she's in. So we want you to debate that for us. Thank you, and I'll see you soon. Thank you, Loki. Thank you, Loki. Uh, Once again, no debate to be had. Charlotte completely, if Charlotte, here's the thing. The... A case could be made that that flair blood simply has what it takes in it. You know what I mean? Because she, from seemingly the moment she started, she was, um, she was gifted in the, in the world of pro wrestling. She really was. What did we say the other week? I don't know if it was last week's show or the week prior that, uh, connections, your name can be open the door for you. Yeah, sure. But if you don't walk through it and you don't deliver, no one in the end is going to care what your last there name is. is been look at Eric a Watts. Ton. <laughs> All right, that's, look up. Look up. You go. Look up nice. Eric Watts. Yeah, he was good. Bill Watts' kids. He was gifted a plump spot. Yeah, he couldn't wrestle a lick. <laughs> Didn't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. If you can't deliver, it doesn't matter. There's any number of of examples in addition to Eric Watts, where you know guys would try to get their their kids in. Yep. And a whole lot of nothing happens. Yep. Charlotte Flair could have been just another one. Here's a name for you, David Flair. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What about Bischoff's kid? Was it, he any good? I, people, I think there were fans of his. All I right. think people All had, right. I think he had fans. I don't know why he didn't continue to do anything. Yeah, I don't know either. But, you know, David Flair is one of those guys who, when he was in WCW, granted, he, 
he did what he did. Yeah. Um, he was given every opportunity to succeed. But, you know, it was just, it, it was obvious. I'll put it this way with, with David. And, it, and that's, you know, be, beyond the obvious, it would have been interesting if Reed was mm-hmm. sort of the heir apparent mm-hmm. to, to Ric Flair. Um, it obviously wasn't David Flair. And if Rick's name was worth so much that it got Charlotte to where she is now. And then David Flair should have been like a multi-time WCW champion. Right. Exactly. So, no. it, it No. Anybody who says that is completely ridiculous. Um, it opened a door. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Um, but if you don't deliver once you get through that door. But, man, she matter. delivered. Because she wasn't she. It was her. It was Charlotte versus. Was it Charlotte Sasha that Vince saw? Allegedly, and it was convinced of the the drawing power of 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 women's wrestling. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that you know he's not he's not yeah. No oh, man, no. I mean you look at Charlotte. That she's a star in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. She'd have been a star if her last name was Smith. Smith Jones. <laughs> I was gonna say Smith too. Uh, Next up, Ao Worm. See what Ao Worm has to say. What's good, friend? It's your boy Ao Worm here on the match at question. All right. Steve Larson, which pay-per-view was better, WWE Evolution or TNA's Knockout Knockdown 2013, which was their first all-female pay-per-view? Let me know what you guys think. Make sure you do your research. Too sweet, hearty handshake, shoulder lean. Catch you guys later. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Thank you, A.O. Worm. So, uh... About doing all this research um really so we would basically have to get the global wrestling network and then find this pay-per-view and then find two hours to watch it <laughs> but that's not to say we didn't look into it all we we both looked at the card i looked up a couple of reviews yeah um uh, it seems like the reviews for knockout knockdown 2013 were good to decent i think i've actually seen the main event I, oh, yeah. I think I have because I was like on the on Pluto TV and then we had that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it was airing there months ago and I came across this or maybe it was on the global wrestling network moment of the week on an episode of impact recently. Could be in any event. It looked very lively. Yeah. It looked cool. Don't get me wrong. Um, but there's so much there was so much talented evolution. That I think is probably the praise for evolution was near universal. Yeah, um, and like I said, I read some reviews and it was good to decent. The yeah, reviews sure. for the show, sure. So I don't have firsthand experience watching Knockouts Knockdown 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, I because of that, I'll take other people's word. Yeah, and I've seen Evolution. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very good. I'll say Evolution. It was very good to great. As yes. opposed to this, which was decent to good. Yes. Okay. So there you go. Thank you, Ao Worm. Thank you, Ao Worm. Yeah. If uh, just a word of advice to our Matt Chat Hall of Famer, Ao Worm. And by the way, one of my favorite people in the Friendoverse because mm-hmm. he is mm-hmm. such a hell of a, a mod there yes. in the Friendoverse. Yes, he's great. Um, uh, we, we 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 generally look at these questions about an hour before we film. So, chance we're not going to do a lot of research. Yeah, just unfortunately, it's just the nature. Though, yes, I think you're great. It's just nature of how we have to do the show. He's got that cute little baby now. Yeah, this guy, he's in a new new father. That's the best. Uh, but not going to watch that. Next up, Thera Thabata. See what Thera has to say. 
Hey guys, the Friendoverse would like to know who should be the top guy in Roman Reigns' absence, Braun Strowman or Drew McIntyre? Thanks, guys. Thank you, Thayer Thabata. Thank you, Thayer. Thank you, Friendoverse. Yes, for thank you very much on this very, very important uh, question. It's Drew. Drew, 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 Drew. I know uh, Braun has been Plan B for seemingly a year and a half. Yeah. But oh man. You know what Leo Rush says about Bobby Lashley? Looks like money. Smells, Smells like, like money. money. That's Drew McIntyre, too. He's actually talking about Bobby Lashley. I know, but Drew, yes, as well. Mm. He looks like money. Mm-hmm. You look at him. He is man. Yeah. He is jacked. Jack daddy. He's got all the personality in the world. True. Tons of charisma. True. And he does, in terms of his character work, a lot was so little. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when he first got brought up to Maine, there was one match, I forgot who it was against, Dolph against somebody, and Drew was just circling the ringside area, and just the way he would reach out and grab on the ropes, yeah. do little gestures like that, with yeah. such like a, 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 a sinisterness behind every one of his, a sinisterness a word? Probably not. It shouldn't be, but there is no, I can't think of a adverb. Whatever kind of word that is. <laughs> I've taken an English class in like Play. 23 years. Yes. Play. Yeah. Everything he, everything about him was so sinister, even down to his little, his little, his little movements. Mm-hmm. It was impressive. Um, uh, Drew's just the man. He's versatile. We've seen him work face in NXT. Becky Lynch is the man. Okay, sorry. We see him work face in NXT. Great. His heel work on Raw has been great. Yeah. Um, he's a better in-ring worker than Braun. Um, uh, character work just as good, if not better. Uh, my worry with Braun, as we've kind of seen already a little bit, is is since he's so large and formidable that they'll mess with his character unnecessarily just to fit in whatever their feud they want to have going, like like a big show situation. Because um, in the last, what, three months, he's gone from face to heel to face. Granted, some circumstances... Well, that was necessity. I understand, but I'm saying... The, the, that's my worry with him. Is that they see him as just this large guy, and and not really uh, get to what really connects him with connects him with the fans. Do you know why Big Show, in the end, ended up with the Big Show career? Because Big Show was wrestling's version of Shaquille O'Neal. Apropos, because they're always supposed to have a match against yeah, each true. other. Because there were multiple times when you would hear about either over the two decades. When you would hear about attitude problems, uh, motivation, ambition, he would let himself go. He's fat. He's, he, he went from fat to skinny. He went from, my God, he's let himself go to, wow, he's been in the gym more times than he changed face and heel. That's why Big Show is Big Show. Braun Strowman, I don't believe, has, uh, is at risk of having a Big Show type career because he seems so humble, eager to learn, eager to take that to to take the ball and run with it with whatever they give him. He is constantly, time after time, in this short span of time, uh, proven himself to be the guy that you want at the top. I'm not taking anything away from Drew. I think Drew is fantastic. He's, oh, he's the best. Everything you said, but I have. Bad news for you. Drew is plan C, maybe even plan D, E, or F, depending on what they want to do with Seth or Finn. Oh, Finn's not even in the, the 
top half of the alphabet. Yeah. Lashley. I don't think he's in top half of the alphabet Elias. either. Elias. Well, he's down in like the WXYZs. <laughs> uh, but Braun with a capital B is their plan B. They are going to run with him regardless of what we want. Um, and I am anxious to see. I think perception is a lot. And Big Show, the fact that he came into WWE, took him a little while to really, after a hot start, took him a while to get his sort of wheels under him, um, his legs under him, whatever the phrase is. Braun, you give him that universal title, show the people that he is the man. Sorry, Becky Lynch is the man. That he is the guy. Well, Roman Reigns is the guy. Damn it. That he is the, the big dog, the monster. Um, and and then watch the dude. You've seen him, and I'm not saying Drew can't do this stuff. You've seen him. Drew can do anything. On, in media appearances. Drew can do that. He's going to be in a movie. Drew can do that. Has he? I don't know, but he nope. can. Uh, Braun, can, he's going to hit everything out of the park. He's a once in a generation. Here's the thing about Drew. Yeah, he's a big guy, but Braun is a once in a generation type big man who can do some really cool stuff in the ring. And we haven't even seen, uh, 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 they haven't even scratched the surface of his actual personality. He's like freaking stone cold wrapped up in a giant big monster guy. That's his ceiling yeah, right we'll there. We'll see about that. And that's all the money. Let's see if he ever achieves that ceiling. All however. the money. It ain't up to, hey, hey, if WWE lets him, he will. He'll do it. Next from Zach S. It's a great question. This is a great question. This is a fantastic question. It really is a great question. Let's see what Zach S. has to say. Once again, Stephen Larson, many friend knows out there. It is your match at Hall of Famer, Zach S. Coming at you with another match at question. Question this week is, Stephen Larson, I want each of you to come up with your own NXT Wrestling Mount Rushmore. Who would be in the NXT Mount Rushmore? Which four superstars, male or female? Thanks, boys. Thank you, Zach S. Thank you, Zach S. I go first. Yeah. Um, ours are actually similar with one exception, and uh, which is, makes mine better, actually. Um, mine is uh, Tommaso Ciampa, because right now, look, I mean, we could have put, I guess, four little faces at the Undisputed Era up mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano is a next-level, once-in-a-generation feud. It really is. I think it's NXT's. I think in five years, people are going to look back on this and see it as NXT's defining feud. Yep. Um, and the motor behind that is, is Tommaso is Ciampa. Ciampa. As, as much as I love Gargano, it's Ciampa. It is absolutely Ciampa. Yep. So he goes on there. Uh, longest reign NXT champion ever, Finn Balor. Finn sort of ushered in the era of guys like Shinsuke, Samoa Joe, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, who came after? Oh, and then Bobby Roode, and then Almas. And Kevin Owens, too. Uh, was Kevin Owens there before? Kevin Owens was there before Finn. He was there before he? Finn, yeah. yeah. Who did Finn take that title off of? Owens? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, so Finn is the guy who launched NXT into the era that we're sort of in now when it's got a much bigger following. Um, after that, it's Asuka. Um, she, iconic. Just iconic NXT figure, Asuka. And then I also put Bailey on there because Bailey um, had such a relationship with that NXT crowd. I'm sort of putting Bailey in there as the figurehead for the early era. She covers people like Sami Zayn when he was there. She covers people like the Four Horsewomen, obviously. Um, she was sort of the John Cena of, you know, the pre-Finn era. That's Bailey. 
uh, and capped it off with that amazing feud with Sasha Banks and those amazing two matches she had with Sasha Banks, the Iron Woman match, and, uh, and of course, their TakeOver 1 match. So I think Bayley's relationship with NXT, and that's why a lot of people are saying, oh, my God, Bayley's going to be the biggest thing when she comes to main roster. Main roster had no idea what to do with her. None. Um, it should and, have been so easy. And, and yet, and yet, she is still wildly popular on the main roster, mm-hmm. and she still has a massive ceiling mm-hmm. on main roster. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's my that's my memory. Oscar, 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 number one, not four Oscars. You have three Oscars there. Oscar, as you said, iconic. Yeah, she is the greatest champion in NXT history. The icon. Um, Finn, for the same reasons you said, he was kind of the one who who really pushed NXT beyond strictly a developmental program mm-hmm. to this kind of. Uh, uh, its own third brand. Yeah, its own third brand, pretty much. And then I put Shinsuke on here. He was the evolution of what Finn did. I will always remember we went to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2. Is that the one we went to? Mm-hmm. Two. 40% of that audience had Nakamura shirts. Sure. I had never seen yeah. a, sh- a crowd like that. He won the title. Everybody in the corridor after the show was singing his theme song. Mm-hmm. I have never experienced anything like that at a wrestling show mm-hmm. before in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was he wasn't in NXT as long as, as a lot of people, but he's probably the most popular wrestler to ever come out of NXT. Wasn't Shinsuke there for like a year? Roughly. Yeah. But Finn was there longer than that. Kevin Owens wasn't. Um, and then I'll put Tommaso Ciampa. Same reason to you. He is the motor behind the greatest feud in NXT history. And possibly the greatest. Era. I, I'm sorry. This this era, like you bring guys like Keith Lee yeah. and Matt Riddle in. Yeah. And just Ciampa stands stops. Yep. Like the talent level right now it's crazy. is unheard of. And then you bring in people like Chelsea Green, mm-hmm. Britt Baker. I mean, dude, come on. Ugh, it's stacked. It really is. Stacked daddy yeah, right they're gonna, they're gonna add more people, I'm sure. Yeah. Next, Ryan Rugani, his first Matt Chat question. Oh, Ryan, Ryan has to say. Awesome. Hey, friendos, first ever Matt Chat here. With Survivor's Series being a bunch of non-title matches, you think they'll just be a bunch of interferences and no clean finishes? I sure hope not. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. And welcome to Match at Ryan. Welcome. You know, last year, I don't remember a whole lot of scrub finishes. Oh, I loved last year. It was good, but they, was all the, pretty much all the matches ended clean, if I remember correctly. Um, let me take a look. Um, I don't recall any wonky finishes. Oh, I'm, yeah. Well, they had the, the actual like brand warfare match. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, he's talking about primarily about the champ versus champ matches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the brand warfare Yeah, that was, was terrible. Terrible. That was horrendous. But it the actual funny. champ versus champ matches. Uh, let's see here. We had, um, uh, nope, not there that it is. one. Oh, here we go. Uh, Baron Corbin, United States champion versus The Miz. Usos won clean. Charlotte beat Alexa Bliss. And then Brock mm-hmm. beat AJ Styles. Yeah. Um, so let's, I don't, t- let's take a look at it this year. Let's say everything remains the same. Here's the one wonky finish I would foresee. If we have Seth versus Nakamura, Dean will cost Seth the match. Probably. <laughs> I like that you you you're you are on Dean Watch 2018. You think he's gonna cost Seth everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Or the specter of Dean will cost Seth everything. Um, we don't really I, have raw tag champions right now, so we don't know how that's gonna play out. Nonetheless, I'd say if it's Lucha House Party versus Thebar, Thebar's gonna get a clean win. Um if it's AJ versus Braun, Braun's get the clean win because he's going to be a newly minted champion. Mm-hmm. They don't have him lose to AJ right away. Um, oh, it sucks for AJ. Becky versus Ronda is kind of a coin flip. How they'll do it. They'll, as long as they book it so both of them look strong regardless of the outcome, that's fine. Um, but I don't really foresee like across the board 
uh, you know, wonky finishes. So, so people have to save face. They didn't really make a point of doing that last year, and I don't really think they're that concerned about it. Boy, the only reason you might be – see, if when I think of Seth versus Shinsuke, I see Seth coming out on top. See, I don't – but then you have a lot of raw victories. So, okay, yeah, they haven't so really been worried about that in the they're past. Gonna, they're going to do it. They're going to do a men's – they're going to do a men's uh, raw – I'm sorry. They're going to do a men's Survivor Series, like five on five. We already know they're going to do a women's five on five, brand versus brand. Um, if SmackDown picks up both of those – Right, if they pick up mm-hmm. both of those, um, don't try to do the math on on who's going to win overall and thinking it's going to play out. So team team Rob won both of them last year. Yeah. Okay. And the ship was shield new day. That was good. That was a good match. That was a good idea too. Um. Don't do the math on what? Don't do the math in terms of how. What I've kind of ascertained for the five on five matches is that they don't care about the math of which brand comes out on top in terms of the grand scope of the show. They only care about the math of the individual stories in the individual matches. Because this men's five on five match, you remember they, the Team Raw like eliminated two thirds of Team SmackDown within the first three minutes. Mm. Nakamura was eliminated in like two minutes. But it was all to push the story between Kurt Angle and Triple H. Nothing else in that match really mattered. Everybody had their their little moment, sure, but the overarching story in that match was Angle and Triple Did, H. Were they keeping tally of which brand was up on which yeah. brand throughout the show? Yeah. They were. Okay. Yeah. Well, that no, that's that's what I was doing the math on. No, I know, but I'm saying in the in the long run, that doesn't matter. Well, nothing matters in the long run. I'm just talking about the show itself. It oh, obviously right. does matter right. if they're keeping tallies. That's what we're talking about. Um, so you've got Braun winning. I agree with that. It's probably going to be the case. You've got. Um, See, I think Braun, I mean, there's as much of a chance of Drew getting involved in that match as there is with Dean getting oh, involved yeah, with the sure. Seth match. Um, but, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Braun, Ronda Becky's got to be a scrub. That's yeah, got to be a scrub finish. Um, Seth Nakamura, I'm, I'm, yeah, Dean's out there. I just don't know how much they want to do that. Because Urine says you think that he's going to do that at Crown Jewel also. Yeah, man. He's going to just haunt Seth. He's going to jack with Seth. All the time? Yeah, man. That's going to get old. Oh, yeah, but they're still going to do it. That's storytelling to them. Yeah. Hammering the same beat home uh, <laughs> ad nauseum. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. No, I don't know. I'm looking forward. Regardless, I'm oh, looking forward to it. will be a fun show, it. yeah. I loved it last year. Yeah, it was fun. Kevin I'm happy. Sami Zayn versus Breezango. I'm happy, I'm happy they're, they're keeping that uh, stipulation, the brand versus brand. Uh, next, we got Joshua Martinez. See what Joshua Martinez has to say. Hey, friendos, quick question. Going to class right now. So, how do you guys see the independent scene in a couple years right now? Do you think the hype around it will die down, or do you think it will be bigger than it ever was? I'll be interested to see what you guys think. Thank you, Joshua. It's gonna be dead. It's gonna be dead. In two years, are you kidding me? The indie scene will be wiped out. Wiped out. Impact will be gone. Well, it's not really an indie company. Um, they treat it like it is. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know how much. Uh, <laughs> we might be a more lucrative company than Anthem. Um, Impact's going to be gone. Uh, WWE will swipe. They've, they're going to snap up Everybody. Everybody. And so the indie scene is going to be left in ruins. Ruins. No. 
bunch of chumps out there you in the indie As we've seen every year when WWE signs a bunch of people, that just creates up more opportunities for people who have yet to break through. Not enough talent in the world, To break man. through. Not for what WWE has planned. You don't know that. I do know you that. You don't know that. The elite's so every time, gone every to time, WWE. Every time uh, 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 they sign somebody, someone else steps up. That's how it happens. It's been happening for years, and it's going to keep on happening. Um, what happened, you know, whenever we go to a wrestling show or talk to people in chat, how many times do people say, oh, I'm going to wrestling school. I'm to start a wrestling training. I'm about to have my first match. Um, there's a lot of people who have a lot of real enthusiasm about being professional wrestlers. And not all of them will make it yep. to WWE. They're going to all get signed up. No, not all yep. of them. They're going to be but given $25,000 a year guarantees. A lot of them are given opportunities in the indies. And some of them will break through and become stars. And some of them become major stars. And yes, they'll eventually probably sign a WWE. But then there'll be a whole new crop of new talent ready to step up fill those spots in the independent ranks and it's it's all cyclical man it is all the cyclical. answer the actual answer is actually somewhere in between because here's the thing I, I will tell you this in two years the elite will probably be in wwe and there will not not even be close to um anybody doing anything like all oh them. no that's that's a singular thing that's because because of so much talent right now that's out there a lot of that talent's going to be gone and it's going to be a while before the talent coming up is going to be able to properly replace the talent that's going to be going. Well, I mean, years. if you're using your basis comparison to the elite and all in, yeah, but because if that's what we're in right now. That's I understand, right but now. but if 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 there's that, which is which is the extreme of this hugely successful independent scene, but I'm talking about guys like Keith Lee, who three years ago he didn't really hear much about. But because there's always a lot of movement in the independent scene as far as people going places, you know, there's probably some stars like Ricochet and several others who were t who were getting plumb spots in these larger indie shows. They move on to WWE. I imagine Ricochet's a bad example because the timing is not quite right. And then they move on to WWE and it gives opportunities to people like Keith Lee to seemingly come out of nowhere and and start putting together putting these awesome matches together and and putting on, and getting on shows with these larger independent companies and yeah they eventually all go to WWE but that creates opportunity for somebody else and yeah th th this all in thing is a once in a lifetime thing this will probably never happen again while we're alive um, but that doesn't mean the independent scene is unhealthy by by no stretch of the imagination no that's why I said it was somewhere in between all right um, what is kind of interesting and I would keep an eye on is PWG. They've always been ahead of the ahead of the curve and they're already in rebuilding mode. Yeah. They're already in rebuilding mode, building new stars mm -hmm. where in a year, in two years, those are going to be the big guys that people are talking about. Um, you know, are they going to be going to NXT two years after that? No, because they're going to go in two years. As soon as people hit a lot of buzz, WWE's going to snatch them now, up, if you see a put them in like, purgatory. If you see a company like PWG in serious trouble, then you know something's going south with the indie seed. Next, Tim Spulock. Let's see what Tim has to say. Brendos, Tim Spulock back with another Matt Chat question. And as you can see, I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And makes me think about groups or posses or factions. Now, if we were going to have a group on Raw and SmackDown that would make one unified group into one faction across both brands... Who would you want to see in it? Um, who do you think would work best? If there's already a faction that you could add on to, new cross brands, uh, let me know what you guys think. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Can I get you anything? Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. This is what we need. Call it the club. Call it Bullet Club. Call it the Elite. 
you got AJ, you got Finn, you got Gallows and Anderson. All the uh, the 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 uh, former Bullet Club members, mm-hmm. the alumni. Mm-hmm. Then you got the Young Bucks. You got Kenny. You got uh, uh, maybe Cody coming in. Mm-hmm. Think of that faction. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, man call is club. Right. Call whatever you want. That could span like uh, NXT, uh, Raw, SmackDown. It could span the entirety of WWE. Um, I think that would be awesome. Toss Marty in there. I'm sure he'll go to 205 Live. <laughs> Apparently, so do we, do we? Do we ever get any? So Meltzer said Marty's contract is actually quite a bit. Yeah, I yeah, heard that too. He's tied up for quite a bit. Longer. Cody's a free agent at the end of this month. Yeah, Young Bucks at the end of the year. Yeah, and then Kenny at the end of January. January yeah. Um. So I went with the undisputed era. I almost did that too. Kevin Owens over there on Raw. Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. He's got some. He's got a lot of Ring of Honor blood. Yeah, that's where these guys are coming from. And then you got the rest of the undisputed era there in NXT, ready to come up. Divide and then conquer all those fact, all those main brand shows. Heck yeah, man! That's undisputed. That's undisputed. Look at that; they're right here, already starting to dominate everything. Got a bunch of flipping toys here. We're grown ass men. Yep. Next, Josh Little. See what Josh Little has to say. If the members of the Undisputed Era win a match against each other, who would win and why? Thanks, man. That was. Thank you, Josh Little. Thank you, Josh Little. Uh, come on. The answer's on. It's Roderick Strong. It's Roderick flipping strong, man. Number one, you know why? Because this dude is double hard. Because he goes out there. Nobody sells like that dude. He is so freaking tough. You only tough. sell when you're getting your ass beat. He is so freaking tough. You know what you have to worry about selling? Adam Cole, baby. He's a good seller, too. Super Super kick, super kick, original last shot. Which last shot is OG. it? Which last shot is it? How much last last shot? Last shot, shot 2.0. That's all you need. He Hold is the leader of Undisputed Era for a reason because he's the best. Let me ask you something. He is a three-time Ring of Honor champion. How many times did Roger Strong win the Ring of Honor title? His name was Mr. Ring of Honor. He didn't answer the question. How many times was he a Ring of Honor champion? From 2007 to 2011, according to Wikipedia. Well, I think he won it he once. He was champion the entire time. He won it once, I Do think. they have worst championships and accomplishments? Bottom. Uh, Ring of Honor, World Championship one time, but it was a very long time. He wasn't champion for four years. He was champion for five straight years. Incorrect. World Ring Cole. of Honor World Tag Team Champion, two-time television champion. Oh, and in 2005, he won Survival of the Fittest. Congratulations. He also was the second Triple Crown Champion. Congratulations. Not taking anything away from Roderick Strong. We're talking pure wrestling acumen. Yeah, maybe. But this is all kayfabe wrestling match. Uh, Adam Cole is the star of the, a group of stars, Adam Cole goes over. No, I mean, just because he's a really cool guy and they want to follow a really cool guy, Roderick Strong, double hard, put it triple hard, put him in there against Adam Cole. Hold on a second. Let's see. Let's see who. Super kick. Let's see who Super has kick. the uh, Roderick Strong. Let's see who has. OG, last shot. Strong versus. Last shot, 2.0. Adam Cole. Let's see who has their series, if we can figure that one out. Wouldn't it be on like Pro Fight DB or something? Yeah, maybe. Where's Profi DB? Adam Is that Cole. What it's called? Yeah, Adam Cole won in uh, NXT, I believe. So Adam Cole gets a W. Next from Velveteen's hairstylist. Let's see what Velveteen's hairstylist has to say. Hello, friendos. Stephen Larson, back with another Matt Chat question. So, Stephen Larson, if you guys were in the wrestling business and you were a tag team, what era would you guys like to compete in, and what would be your gimmick? Let me know. Attitude era. Would you guys like to be back in the rock and wrestling age? 
or the modern age. Let me know. Let me know what promotion you guys would like to wrestle for. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thank you, Velveteen's Hairstyles. Thank you, Velveteen's Hairstyles. So if we were a tag team, what would our gimmick be? Now, if um, you had asked us this like five years ago, we'd be the shit twins. Uh, true. Somebody gave us that name. But let's let's think of and something. What, not in a complimentary okay. fashion. Let's go backwards. What would be our promotion? Where would we go? We have to decide. Oh, Jim Crockett. Jim Crockett. Okay. And, and our rivals would be the Freebirds. Oh, okay. Well, you don't want to go to WCCW because then we can rival with fr- Prime Freebirds oh. and the Von Erichs. All right, that's fair. Plus, you get to be down there in Texas. That's so hot, though. The Sportatorium was like a sauna. Mm. That sounds miserable. Those Southern Bells, though. Ooh, boy. Yeah. What would our team name be, though? Well, let's see here. You have the Fabulous Freebirds. We're have... a couple of California liberals. What should our team name be? Oh, no. Something with dudes in it, maybe? Yeah. Uh, the thoughtful dudes, <laughs> the thoughtful dudes. That's terrible. Uh, hold Wrestling on out of Berkeley, California. <laughs> the thoughtful dudes. That's terrible. Yeah, it is. I want. I want to see some other list of WC. Oh, wait a second. Uh, uh, tag team champion. Here we go. Championship history. Let's see who the cream of the crop. All right. In tag team. Uh, no, you can do that one. This one here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wow, that goes back a ways. Uh, I want WC. I want like seventies. There we go. WCCW American Tag Team Champion. Okay. Um, Three birds. Von Erichs, Bruiser Brody. Kill, uh, Carrie apparently, Lyric. we would just be oh Super Destroyers. We'd just be Stephen Larson. It would just be Stephen Larson. The friendos. The friend dudes. Oh, look at this name. The Long Riders. Oh, that's good. What that's the friend the friend dudes. The fan- <laughs> friend dudes, that's the what it is. Friend dudes. We're dudes, but we're friends. Yeah, there you go. Next up. <laughs> what, you got something better? Oh man. Flame spitters. See None what flame spitter has to names. say. They just use their actual yeah, names. Man. Usually it's just singles uh, wrestlers uh joining forces for a tag. Come on, on team. up. Uh, team of Stephen Lawson, they call themselves what the Friend Dudes. Like Mid Atlantic voice. I don't know. Flame Spitters next. See what Flame Spitter has. Here comes Flame Splitter. Hello, Stephen Larson. At the time of this recording, it's Halloween. And over the years, WWE has done a lot of impersonations or dressed up as other as superstars as other superstars. So, what I want to know from you is what's the funniest impersonation WWE has done? Thanks, Friendos. Thank you, Flame Spitter. Thank you, Flame Spitter. Oh man, Shawn Michaels is Hulk Hogan. I think at, I think at that point when he was impersonating Hulk Hogan, he already knew that Hogan was like saying, "No, brother, one match I go over, and that's it." And so he was immediately like, "Okay, cool. Where uh, can I do like some really cheesy, over the top, cartoony Hogan impressions?" And they're like, "You don't want to like this is a oh, Sean, this is a dream match. We want high drama, high intensity." Yeah, Hogan just said, "I can't win any of the matches." And there's only going to be one match. So um, can I just do like a Hogan impression? (laughs) And then, by the way, when we have our match, uh, it's going to be cartoonish overselling. I'm going to make him look like an asshole. (laughs) Great idea, Sean. So I think it's Sean Michaels impression of Hulk Hogan. If, if for no other reason than because it was just Sean sticking it to Hogan. Yeah, no, that's a good answer. And you know that that freaking bug. Oh, sh- you know that impression? Him being all old and stuff? 
That bugged the shit oh, out heck of Hogan. Yeah. Heck yeah. I'm going to go with Jay Lethal as Macho Man. It's mm. reverent. It's, oh, it's wildly great. entertaining. Oh, it's great. And it's hilarious. Just oh. see his work as as uh, uh, his Macho Man impression at All In. Oh, it was, oh, it was so good. The magnifique. timing, his interactions with Brandy, yeah, dude. everything across the board was fantastic. Yeah. It was great. Uh, next, Stephen M. See what Stephen M. has to say. Couldn't say also for another similar to my Irish linguistic expert back here with another match chat question. So I'm just finishing up at work, so I'll give a quick one. Halloween. So in New Japan, we've seen um, Halloween characters such as, I believe, Jason and Freddy and Leatherface and such be characters in New Japan. So if you were to book a Halloween themed pay-per-view, what movie monsters would you bring in? The likes of Mike Myers, etc., etc. Too sweet. Heidi Handshake, Steve Childerlin. Thank you, Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen. All right, here's my idea: serial killer in your house. <laughs> oh no! Who course, would be in my house? A small venue, dimly lit. Oh gosh! Um, you know, eerie music playing throughout, even during the matches. So take all the famous uh, slashers and serial killers from uh, movie history. Mm-hmm. For example, Mike Myers, Jason. Yeah. Freddy's not really a real serial killer. He exists in Dreamworld, so you can take him out of there. Well, all these guys. Candyman. Yeah. Uh, Henry from Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Okay, he a, goes over. I have such a big. It's a it's a pay per view long gauntlet match. That's it's, Henry goes over. You can't number one. Henry would get destroyed by everybody here. What's the creepiest movie about all these movies? It's Henry. That's not the criteria for who's going to win, though. Maybe it is for my pay per view. You don't know my criteria. You didn't ask. Because number one, I don't have to. Because number one, Henry had his friend Otis helping him. Okay, that can still be the case. That was number one. Number two, but you didn't write it down here. It didn't say it doesn't say it's Henry with deal. Otis. Um, number two, Mike Myers, Jason, and Candyman, and then you took out Freddy Krueger all because of a he's not a real person. He exists in the dream dream world. <laughs> but he kills people in real life. Yeah, but it's only through their dreams, isn't it? If you don't fall asleep, you're not subject to getting killed by Freddy. Yeah, that's true. Um, but these are all like ridiculously over the top. Hey, I didn't put supernatural. I didn't put characters. Pinhead in there because he's should, a dude. He would fit more than Henry. He's would. a dude with pins in his head. Isn't Henry based on like a real dude? I think so. Yeah, that's a scary ass. Yeah, it's a messed up movie. Henry, that is a boo boy. Yeah. Um, so um, serial killer in your house. All right, so here I go. I'm going to say we replace the TLC pay per view with BTK. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that sounds for bind, torture, and kill. That was a dude who actually, they called him the BTK. That's dark. It's messed up. Although, messed they, up. they call him the BTK killer. That's sort of redundant. It should just be the BT killer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and the, But my main event would be, my favorite horror uh, uh, character of all time would be Leatherface mm. yeah, from Texas Chainsaw. So it would be him... But then versus Robert Stack from Unsolved Mysteries. That guy scared the shit out of me. Robert Stack did? Yeah. Oh. Because every time I heard his voice in that creepy music, I'd get freaked out big time. Oh, Robert Stack was awesome. They have an entire channel on Pluto TV. See, that's pretty neat. Of Unsolved, of original, not Dennis Farina. Rest in peace. But man, Robert Stack. Dennis Farina died, didn't he? I don't remember. I think he died. But yeah, man, Robert Stack versus Leatherface. And then Leatherface goes over. Oh, wow. You have the heel going over. Robert Stack's terrifying, though. I think it might be more scary. Over Leatherface? Yeah. Next, Patrick Sparks, B-Man. Let's see what B-Man has B-Man. to say. Hey, friend, it's Pat here. So, I was listening to the Bruce Pritchard podcast, and the topic was when Triple H married Stephanie. 
One of the things that they were talking about is that somebody made the comment of basically, if he fucks this one up too, his career in wrestling would be basically over. Um, you know, cheating on China, doing the whole same thing. Once a cheater, always a cheater kind of thing, you know. But, let's say he did fuck it up, and maybe not cheating, but they broke up. They seemed to think, Bruce and Conrad seemed to think that his career would have been fine, and he would have kept on wrestling for the WWE. So I'd like to get your thoughts on if he did fuck it up back then, would his career have been over completely? Would he have kept going? What would have happened? And a little bonus, what if it happened today? Like the cheating or just some sort of anything, and they ended up getting a divorce. What do you think would happen? Thanks, Randos. Thank you, B-Man. Thank you, B-Man. So, an update on Roderick Strong versus Adam Cole. You looked at one year. Yeah, the, the most recent year, 2015. Most recent year they fought. Eh. Roderick Strong went over. Nah. Right, I'm going to keep on looking, too. There you go. What would happen if Triple H and Stephanie had gotten a divorce? I guess this is a topic of conversation Cheers on would flow. Bruce Pritchard's show. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, at the time, WCW was 2014, still around. PWG 11, Roderick Strong defeated Adam Cole. Whatever. Oh, man, I'm killing it right now. It's not NXT, Adam Cole. You That's said, Prime Adam Cole. You said whatever. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> That's my answer to this. I don't know. Oh, no. In 2013, Adam Cole beat Roderick Strong by pin. Oh, no, twice. There you go. Oh, okay. And then Roderick Strong beat him, but by DQ. Oh, no. Count out. Adam Cole won. Oh, and man. Then, now it's all over the map. Yeah, see. This is clean, though. Look at that. It's clean. Roderick Strong beat Adam Cole clean. Adam Cole's a heel, though. Oh, I totally, totally Nah, it's NXT. Totally Adam Cole's better. Um, what would happen if Triple H stuff had gotten divorced? It'd probably been a little messy. I don't know if... We wouldn't have derailed Triple H's pro wrestling career. Triple H would be the president of New Japan right now. Or WCW would still be around. <laughs> you know? He just would have went there with his buds. Yeah. You know? It would have been fine. <laughs> so, Wow. Hold on a second, though. That's a pretty big shift in history. Oh, yeah, it is. You're saying if Triple H and Stephanie would have had, like, an ugly divorce. Yeah, like, right after they first got together, like, like in the in late 99, 90s. Yeah. Right? Um, and then he's like, oh, it's too, the tension and Vince, is too much. Well, no, Vince is, like, so angry about it. Yeah. Fires ah! him. He goes to WCW. He takes Shawn Michaels with him. Well, Shawn was retired by that point. He'd come out of retirement because right. he'd start doing stretches. Uh, so, Shawn is then, I'm sorry, HB, Triple H is then... With uh, Diesel, with Nash, um, Hall. <laughs> uh, where's X-Pac? He's WWE, so he has to come back, too. Yeah. But he doesn't really matter. It's a new NWO. The new, but new world order. Triple H is such is so good at, at the mind of pro wrestling, the business of pro wrestling. Well, then he, he plays the politics game backstage because Vince Russo fired. He takes over creative rather yeah. than uh, Kevin Nash does. Yeah, long-term vision. That timeline's all we messed would up. See, we would see such... A, a renaissance in WCW. It'd be creative. like NXT now. <laughs> really would be. Yeah, except Triple H would be the champion the entire time. Yes, yes. <laughs> reign of Terror lasts like 15 of years. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But it'd be so good. It'd be written so good. Yeah, it'd be pretty good. Once he got past his like phase where he was doing stuff like not putting Booker T over at Mania. Anyways, moving on. Next, Christopher Rampersad. See what Christopher has to say. Hello, Stevie Larson. This is Smoking Weed Care Bear here. My question is, cast your version of WWE wrestlers or any wrestlers in the movie Clue. This is your Care Bear here, your Smoking Weed Care Bear here, 
going to go back and have fun and party and smoke some weed every day. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. This is a great question. I'll go first, Steve. Okay. How many times have you seen Clue? A lot or not very many? Uh, I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> I know I saw it once in the theaters. Two plus two plus one plus one. I, but I have enough of a memory of it all right. that maybe I saw it more times. All right, here we go. Trench Seven as Tim Curry's character Wadsworth. He is the butler. Okay, for Wadsworth, I have, we'll go back and forth on characters, Mr. Bootiesworth. That's good. Come on, he's the butler. That's good. Uh, I, I like have, yours better, though. Uh, Becky Lynch as Miss Scarlet. I have Ginny That's good. from NXT That's UK. Good. This is my favorite casting. Big E is Colonel Mustard. That's good. I have Otis Dozovich. That was actually your suggestion yeah, I gave that for to you. Colonel Mustard. Um, I have Bailey as Mrs. White. Uh, I didn't cast Mrs. White. All right. Um, I have Kyle O'Reilly as... Professor Plum. That's good. I have uh, Tommaso Ciampa as Professor not Plum. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, Charlotte as Mrs. Peacock. Ciampa kind of looks like a professor. Could be. Yeah. I don't have a Mr. Peacock. And then I have Curtis Axel as Mr. Green. He's the cop at the end. Is he? Yeah. Okay. He comes in. He's the Fed. Yeah. Well, in one of the endings, yeah. Isn't he? I thought he was a Fed in all the endings, but they just have like different variations on who did it. Maybe. It's um, been a while since I've seen it. I have Fandango as Mr. Green. It's good. Because he's a cop. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. <laughs> I went legit. Oh, no. Are we out of Matt Jack questions? We're out of Matt Jack questions. Oh, Show's no. over. Oh, well. Anyways, if you want to get on the action, go to patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Our reward tiers are listed there. The $20 one is where you can have your question on Matt Chat. Thanks so much for watching. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.